Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day, seven days a week. It gets us into God's Word, and that's crucial because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we're in God's Word every day, that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. It also helps us keep focused on a relationship with God and to have a better, more spiritually focused mindset to be able to deal with all of the challenges of life every day. You know people in your life who need to change their perspective, don't you? They need to change the focus and direction of their life. Help them to do that by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them for sure, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're going to bring our line of thought and study to a close in this section of this focus asking the question, why do bad things happen to good people? In the first section, we emphasized, well, basically, bottom line, it's because of sin. Sin is everywhere in the world, and sin brings bad consequences, and a whole lot of the times, even what we would consider to be good people from a human perspective, they suffer because of sin. Not just the sins that they commit, but they suffer from the sinfulness of other people, around them and around the world. We use the classic example of, well, wars. Why do wars start? Sin. The devil instigates instigates that kind of violence and hatred between and animosity between peoples in different parts of the world. Well, that's sin. And so sin is behind that. Who suffers from wars? Just the warriors themselves? Oh, no. Lots of so-called innocent people suffer as well. They suffer the consequences of that sin. We could talk about theft, violence, murders, beatings, all those kinds of things. Well, who suffers from those things? Probably, usually, the ones we would call good people, the innocents. They suffer from all of those kinds of sins. But everything that contributes to death, and that would be sickness and pain and suffering and injuries, accidents, all of that kind of thing, sorrow, all of that, those are all there because death is a reality for mankind, and death is a reality for mankind because of sin, going back to the garden. When those first human beings became sinners, everything changed. And one of the most basic things that changed was death became a reality for humankind. Sad when we look at it in in retrospect, but it's the reality that we live with. Well, this second section, we have been focusing on trying to recognize true goodness. We point at a whole lot of people and we say, oh, that's a good person. Oh, yeah, they're good over there. Those are good people over there. Oh, yeah, I've got this brother and sister-in-law, and they're good folks. They're a good couple. But we pronounce people as being good a lot of times when they're not living good, godly lifestyles. Now, they may be 
responsible and that they go to work every day. They take care of their families. They try to stay faithful to each other as spouses and so on. They're respectful of other human beings, but they're not faithful, dedicated, consistent Christians. In fact, we'll look at a couple who are not even married, but they're living as though they were married. And that's sexual fornication. That's sexual immorality. They may be raising children outside of the bonds of matrimony, and we'll say that's a good couple over there. No, that's, they're living a sinful lifestyle. And we can point to all kinds of other examples that end up with the same ultimate pronouncement. From a human perspective, a purely human perspective, oh, those are good people. But when we bring God and his criteria into the, into, into the equation, no, they're living sinful lifestyles. They're not good people in God's eyes. We have to turn away from sin. We have to, that's repentance. We have to be forgiven of sin. And that's only through Jesus Christ being baptized into him for the remission of our sins. Acts 2 and verse 38, Acts 22 and verse 16. And only when we have been forgiven of our sins can we be counted good, truly good, by God through Jesus Christ. So we have a skewed interpretation of goodness a lot of times. And we need to understand what God counts as good. In John chapter 14 and verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Pretty straightforward. In fact, the sense is, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In verse 21, he says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So Jesus says, and he tears away any cobwebs of misunderstanding, the one who truly keeps my commandments is the one who loves me. In verse 23, again, he, he addresses this particular understanding. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my word. And the word that I've spoken, the word that I've spoken is not mine, but the father's who sent me. And so Jesus is clear and repetitive and he leaves no room for misunderstanding if we truly love him. As God's Son and our Lord and Savior, we will keep his commandments. We will live by his teachings. We will be obedient to those teachings. Now, there's where a lot of people, they do not want that. Now, they will say, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm obeying, well, yeah, here and there, things that you're choosing piecemeal that you can still obey and be comfortable in your lifestyle that is not completely right with God. But Jesus is talking about all of his teachings, all of his commandments. We have to consistently live by his teachings in order to be right with him, in order for God to count us good through Christ. And Jesus is the only way to our 
Heavenly Father. The only way to forgiveness and righteousness being counted good by God. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In, John, in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, Peter and the apostles said, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. What about all those people who do not believe in Jesus as the Savior? Are they good people? Well, maybe from a human perspective, a worldly point of view, but if they're outside of Christ, they're not living the good lifestyle that God sent his son to bring them and teach them about as he sent him into the world as their savior. There's salvation in no one but Christ. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 15, the apostle Paul wrote, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, to save sinners, of whom I am chief, he said. In chapter 2, beginning with verse 5, he went on, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time gave himself a ransom for all. God sent his son to die on that cross as the perfect one time for all time sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of the sins of all mankind for all time. But we have to come to him. We have to come to him as the savior, our savior, our personal savior. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, we read that God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Or in other words, that we might be counted good by God through Christ. But we have to come to God through Jesus. Again, Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. John 14 and verse 6, have you come to the Father through Christ? Now, I'm not asking if you believe in Jesus. Most people, in our country at least, would say, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. Have you come to the Father through Christ? As Jesus said, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. Have you repented of your sins? Do you know what that means? It means to stop it. <laughs> to turn away from sin. Have you confessed your faith in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior? With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10 in verse, uh, in verse, verse 9, verses 9 and 10. Have you done that? Have you openly confessed your, your faith in Christ as the Savior? Have you surrendered to him in baptism? At which point your sins are washed away by the blood that he shed on the cross? When Ananias was sent by the Lord himself to teach Saul of Tarsus, he came to Saul and said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Acts 22 and verse 16. 
Have you done that? Have you come to your Lord so that you can be counted good by God? Are you living by his teachings consistently? In 2 John chapter, well, there's only one chapter in 2 John, and verse 9, it tells us that whoever transgresses and does not abide in or live in the doctrine of Christ, the teachings of Christ, does not have God. Are you living by the teachings of Christ as communicated, as written down for us in God's word, the Bible? You see, there are two perspectives of goodness. There's the perspective of the world, and there's there's the perspective of God. Are you living the good life in God's eyes? We'd like to help you. We'd like to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link and you can contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. And you can talk to us personally that way. We'd love to help you. Get into God's word and learn how to come to him through Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation so that you can be counted good by God. Now, why do bad things happen to good people? Bottom line, because of sin. Second, because we don't really understand a lot of times what God counts as being good. We'll look at another reason or some examples as to why bad things happen to good people in our next section of this study. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us, making the way through Christ for us to be forgiven and counted good by you. Praise be to you. Help us to embrace your message of salvation through Jesus Christ and to obey it. We pray. Help people everywhere to do this. Please forgive us. Gracious Father, forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.